Well, like I said, happy Mother's Day. I know for some, this is not a great day. For different reasons, it brings up so many different emotions. And I just want you to know we love you and we're here for you for whatever that may be in your life and in your journey. But, you know, so often in life, there's highs and there's lows, and life doesn't always go the way that we hoped it to. And before you know it, we start to compare ourselves to other people who we think, boy, they got it going on. Life is really blessing them. It's all working out for them. Their kids are amazing. They got the great job. They got a beautiful house. And we start comparing ourselves. Can I just tell you right now, watch out for the comparison trap. Just watch out because that will destroy you. That will beat you down and knock you out. The devil is trying so hard to knock you around. And he does it when we start to compare ourselves to other people, what we feel is other better things, and we miss out on what God might be doing in our lives. You know, there's a great verse here in Proverbs chapter 31 that's talking about godly women. And it says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. You know, this verse is telling us, ladies, but also I think all of us, we get so focused on things that ultimately don't really matter in the long run. And it causes us to miss out on the, prim the, the primary focus, and that's God, following God and walking with God and seeing what God's goodness wants to do in our life and through our life. And so focus on Jesus. Walk with him. See what he wants to do in your life and see your value through him because he died for you. You know, today we're joined by two amazing ladies that on this special day, I just want them to come up here and share their journey, what God has done through their role as moms and just other aspects of their life and the challenges that they face. And hopefully I'm praying that, that some of their story can really resonate with you and be an encouragement to you um, today. First, we have Patty Redont. And uh, Patty is an amazing lady. I've been here 20 years. And I've seen God work in her life in so many different ways as a mom, as a wife, here at the church. I mean, she has so much wisdom, and she has been such an encouragement, I know, to my family and to me over the journey. And Michelle Liberatory. Michelle is uh, our new uh, Director of Family and Student Ministries, Tony. This is Tony's wife, Michelle, and uh, she's new here to Impact, and we're so excited to have you here and to see what God's doing as well. But I've seen God mold you and move you in mighty ways, too. Patty is a mom of kids who are out and about and living their life now. And Michelle has two daughters who are an elementary age. And so it's, it's awesome to see the different perspectives. So, Patty, why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about your family, who you are, and, and um, your story. <laughs> well, um, Jim and I have been married 48 years. And 43 of those years, I've been a mom. So um, they've uh, been a big, big part of our lives. Um, we, um, I've, I love being a mom. Um, I've got two children. Um, they are just a year and two weeks apart. So um, uh, they were challenging um, being so close together. Um, they are both uh, married and um, have families of their own. Um, our son has two daughters and our daughter has uh, two sons. And our kids, our grandkids are the same age as Michelle's children. So um, that kind of puts it into a perspective, but um, I've just loved being a mom at every age, and uh, I, I love being a grandma too, you know, it's uh, to see how our children um, 
have become parents and to see God working in their lives um, with their children have, um, have really been a blessing to us. Absolutely. Michelle, how about you? Tell us your story. Well, as Bill mentioned, uh, I belong to Tony Libertori, the new director of Student and Family Ministries. And we have two daughters, uh, Morgan, who is just newly 13. So we are in the thick of the teenage years. So we're buckled up and strapped in for that journey. Uh, and then our youngest daughter, Kaylin, is nine, soon to be 10. And we are not quite transitioned here uh, completely. We will make our transition in the beginning of June. But this is a, a big deal for our family, a big move for us. So we will uh, be here permanently in June. But we're really looking forward to it, looking forward to getting to know all of you. I see faces out there. I might have waved to you. But there's so many that I haven't met in person. And we're really looking forward to getting to know your families. And, I mean, moving is one of those big life stressors, you know, one of those things that really throws some curveballs and adds some weight to the family. So we're definitely praying for you as you guys get through this whole process of moving here from Kentucky to the greatest city in the whole wide world. Pittsburgh, <laughs> so we're so happy that you're here with us. Thank um, you. And just see what God continues to do through your family here at Impact. And we're so happy to have you part of this family here. Thank you. So tell us about your experiences. I mean, both of you have different experiences uh, and unique experiences that you've seen as a mom and just in your journey. So Patty, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about your experiences that you've seen. Well, um, because I wanted to be a mom and um, I just really um, wanted to be a good mom. <laughs> I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. And um, one of the things that um, I started early is, you know, the only time that I could have with my dad, because I'm one of seven children, was if I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and have coffee with my dad, I'd make it for him, I didn't drink it. But um, I began to be an early riser. And um, so kind of that's the time of the day that I would always have as my prayer time um, for my kids and uh, for my time too. And so uh, that's just my quiet time, it always has been. And I learned early on that that's the time that I needed to pray to God um, for my children, over my children, and um, just to be um, a mom who would uh, be responsible in as much as, you know, these were gifts to me, you know. Um, one of the things I, I got from Jean Fleming was praying the A's over your children, and the first one was acknowledging that God gave you this child because he's the perfect person and he picked you to be their parent and he picked them to be your child so um, he doesn't make a mistake and then um, to admit that there's some things about your child that you wish you could change you know and to be perfectly honest there's probably some things that your child wish were different about you you know and then to um, just accept those differences about your child and love them anyway you know love them through all of the changes in their life. Um, a, a funny thing that, um, you know, my niece just graduated from uh, medical school and she became a doctor and um, uh, one of the speakers were, were talking about prescriptions and um, what was the best prescription. And one of the things they said was, um, you know, you can always love 
a patient, you know? And, and the students said, well, what if love doesn't work? And uh, the, uh, the instructor said, increase the dose, you know? <laughs> so um, that, that kind of resonated with how I feel about, you know, loving your children through the hard times, you know? Because uh, there is going to be some, you know. And then um, the most important thing is to um, affirm that they do have a purpose. God has a purpose for them. And then to ally yourself with God and his purpose and um, diminish your plans for them and to get on board with what God has planned for them. Absolutely. That's so much wisdom. And, you know, one of the things that you've journeyed through is... The challenge as being a parent is raising our children to independence, to finally go off. And I know right now where my kids are at, and it's getting pretty close, and it's getting pretty scary, that releasing is, that's a challenging thing. And you've lived through it, you've succeeded at it, and, but tell us a little bit about that journey in your life. Specifically, I know your daughter, Jen, called you and Jim one day with some big news that kind of put you on a little bit of a whirlwind on that independence stage. Yeah, you know, uh... Jim and I always prided ourselves that uh, our home was a launching pad, which means that, you know, they could always come home when they needed to, but then they could launch off to whatever they uh, were called to do. And um, uh, we got through the graduations and the weddings, and uh, one day uh, Jen called and she said, you know, make sure daddy's on the other line. Uh, Andy and I want to say something and uh, that was before we had cell phones and so we had two phones in the house and so we were both on the line and uh, she you know I'm fully expecting that we were going to be told that we were going to be grandparents and you know I've got the whole thing planned you know the the baby shower and everything else but then um, she said uh, we have decided to be missionaries to Thailand and you know, that was way off of what we were expecting. But, you know, the first thing Jim said was, uh, oh, Punkin, we, we can't protect you there. And, um, you know, Jen didn't miss a beat. And she said, you know, you guys can't protect us anywhere. God's got this. You know, God's got us. And, you know, in that one sentence, everything we raised them to be, strong, independent, Christ-loving children, was right there <laughs> you know that's what we raised them to be but then when they actually did it we were like why are we surprised you know but um but uh they they did go and they were there for several years and uh, it was a great experience but it was hard to let go <laughs> yeah, that's a challenging thing you'll have to teach me because i'm getting close so <laughs> i'm gonna need your wisdom michelle tell us about your experiences i know you have some different experiences and some different things that have been thrown at you so tell us about your story yeah so when we three were all kind of talking about what we would be sharing and Patty was mentioning that she just loved every single stage of the child rearing experience and I was like, whew, I did not. Like the, the very first infancy phase where that baby is brand new and completely dependent on you and uh, just that overwhelming feeling as a mom that, like, I'm keeping this baby alive every day. Like, this baby is completely dependent on me for its nourishment and for all of its needs. And uh, just that overwhelming, like, realization, like, I'm keeping this child alive, you know? Um, 
So for me, those very early infancy phases were just very hard and draining and the lack of sleep and not knowing what day it is and uh, everything that comes with that. But it was in those beginning phases also with first becoming a mom that that tangible realization of what God's love for us as our father really means. Because the minute I laid eyes on both my children, just that instant bond that you have with your child and knowing that you would do anything for your, your children, you would live and die for them. And uh, just the sacrifices that you make for your children on a day-to-day basis and just knowing that even our, our human flawed nature, how much more does God the Father love us and how much more has God the Father sacrificed for us? And so those beginning phases of, of early childhood were really those aha moments for myself in my own spiritual journey, just the realization of how much God loves me because you can't describe the love of a parent and and the love you have for your own children. So just knowing how much greater God's love is for us. So that was, you know, one of those really wonderful experiences of parenthood that I'm just so grateful for. Uh, The toddler phases, I remember praying 1 Corinthians 13, the first two words, love is patient, love is kind, love is patient, love is kind, during the terrible twos and terrible three phases, um, you know, where they're trying your patience and they're pushing the bar a little bit further. And there was this one particular story that I always remember of our youngest, Kaylin, at the time she'd asked for a snack she wanted a granola bar and we gave her or i gave her a package that had a two-pack and so i told her you may have a granola bar but just have one because it was fairly close to a meal time and i didn't want her to spoil her appetite so i said just have one and i went to go take care of what i needed to just for a few minutes and when i came back down she was mortified and crying and weeping, and she's like, oh, mommy, I had two. I ate two. And so I actually looked in the package, and she'd eaten a half of the two. So really, the quantity was only one, but she'd eaten a half of both bars, so she thought that she had disobeyed, and she was just overwhelmed with grief and just very, like, so sad about it and that was another one of those aha moments um just thinking you know god's grace for us is kind of similar because she didn't do it to disobey me but she thought that she had disobeyed me and was so overwhelmed with that grief that she had let me down and she disobeyed and you know just trying to comfort her and being like it's okay you actually only ate one which she couldn't grasp the concept of because she clearly ate two um but just telling her like even if she had willingly disobeyed me i wouldn't love her any less than i loved her before and The same is true with God's love for us. We do willfully disobey God, right? Uh, And our children willfully disobey us, but sometimes they just don't think and they do things that also end up disobeying what we would want for them. But God is so gracious and God shows us mercy and just those opportunities to show that grace and mercy to our children is also something that 
really just reminds me of God's grace and his love and mercy for us too. That's great. And I know, Michelle, you have, you know, life doesn't always go the way you planned it, like we said. And life has given you some obstacles um, through your journey with, with one of your daughters, Caitlin. So tell us a little bit about that situation, right. how you dealt with that. So uh, Kaylin, our youngest, about two years ago, came down with some sort of upper respiratory illness. We didn't really know what it was at the time, but just not feeling very great. Um, kept her home from school. And she woke up the next morning and was tormented by a laundry list of symptoms that came on suddenly. She had very prominent neurological symptoms. She was unable to have coordination and balance, so she was literally falling over. She was experiencing these migraines and um, was very sensitive to sound and lights, and then was also at the same time experiencing all of these psychological uh, types of manifestations as well. So she was having these panic attacks over and over again. She had these overwhelming fears. She was literally not functioning and was having insomnia, was up all night. So all of these things came literally all at once. And it was so frightening for our family, frightening for Tony and I. Um, we were really not functioning as a family because every minute of every day was taken by the symptoms that she was experiencing. And we were trying to get her help. We brought her to the pediatrician and all the pediatrician could tell us was, this is weird. And we were like, we know this is weird. What is this? And, you know, we thought maybe at first it was a brain tumor or something like that. And it turned out that Kaylin had had a strep infection, strep throat, and didn't have your regular symptoms. We thought it was more like a cold, so we never brought her to the doctor to be seen for that. And just like strep can cause an autoimmune uh, response that can sometimes attack the heart and attack the kidneys, for Kaylin it attacked her brain. And they're, they're now learning more about this, and it's called PANDAS. It's a very long acronym, but it stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Streptococcus. And so basically, as this strep infection can cause an autoimmune response, it targets the brain, and they can have all of these symptoms. And it's very challenging to treat. A lot of doctors don't know how to treat it. And so trying to find care for her and also get her to the point where she was functioning again has been a very long journey. It's turned our family upside down, as you can imagine, um, kind of like the rug being swept out from under us. And so it's really been during this time that I've had no choice but to be dependent on God. I can't take this away. Um, and doctors don't know what to do with it either, either but I know God knows, right? God knows. Um, and God loves our children even more than we could possibly love them. And just having that dependence on God and, um, you know, going on his lead every step of the way. And there's been some really amazing things that have happened through this journey, um, things that have come together in a way that are surely not coincidental. You know it was 
God orchestrating those things. So we're just really grateful that through this time that God is still showing his faithfulness to our family and to Kaylin um, and her resilience through that. And there's been wonderful families that we've been able to connect with and we've been able to encourage through this because it's so overwhelming and terrifying when you first begin the journey and you don't know what's happening or even if there's any hope for your child to ever get them back because you really, you lose your child and everything you knew of who they were. Um, and one, one particular uh, psalm that I have really clung to has been Psalm 1. And to kind of paraphrase, it talks about, blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. And they're like a tree planted by the waters, and they bear fruit in season. And I just really love that picture that uh, the psalmist gives us, that if we are rooted in our faith and we're always connected to the life source of Jesus, right, our living water, that it doesn't matter what season we're in, whether it be in our parenthood journey or in other seasons of life, if you're connected to the life source, to Jesus, that you're still going to bear, bear the fruit um, no matter what the season is because of God's grace and mercy and his work through us no matter what the season is. That's awesome. And I know life is a constant detour and curveballs, but it's good to see God's always by our side. Absolutely. So lastly, can you just share us, Patty, we'll start with you, maybe something words of wisdom that maybe you've learned from God that you love to share with everybody today? Well, I think um, one, of the, one of the things that um, I have learned um, is about fear, you know, and fear is not family friendly, you know. Fear has caused um, me to, uh, you know, sometimes be rash and uh, make decisions that uh, were detrimental to our family and especially our children. And Sometimes fear has paralyzed me into not making a decision. And um, uh, one of the specific examples was because um, our son was very sick with asthma all through his uh, uh, childhood. I uh, really discouraged him from any kind of uh, sports in middle school and high school and um, especially soccer, which he loved. But... um, I just really didn't feel like that was a good idea. And then um, he goes off to college and um, he tries out for the college um, soccer team and he gets to be the goalie and they go to the national championship. And um, they actually came in fourth in the national championship and he played all you know through college and um, just loved the sport. And so it, it made me take the focus, I, fear takes the focus off of God and puts it on yourself. And, and that, that doesn't trust God. That doesn't glorify God. And, um, you know, my, my life verse is trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But I also um, often go as far as verse 7, where it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And sometimes I, you know, think that my wisdom overshadows God's a little bit and that that is a, a thing that I've had to really rein in and um, uh, trust him more with 
like Michelle said, he loves them and cares for them more than we even do. And so his plan is perfect. And um, uh, even though we can encourage our children and uh, love them through all of what he has planned for them, we can't be controlling in any way. <laughs> and I, I think kind of to piggyback on what um, Patty was saying, you know, just the realization that God has entrusted his children to us, right? Because first and foremost, God created our children. It was him who ordained their lives when they would arrive to this earth, um, that he's chosen the families that they would be in, and that it's up to us to raise them to honor God, and that we can trust that no matter what, that God's plans are good for them. And no matter what that looks like, and as you said, Bill, in the twists and turns of life, that God has a plan for it, um, and that we can trust his goodness through that process, and that we can trust that even in the hard times, that God still sees the bigger picture that we don't. Absolutely. Thank you both so much for sharing. It's just truly amazing to see God work. And, you know, so often I think we, we limit ourselves because we only see things from our own perspective in our own circles, in our own world. And it's, I think it's so encouraging to see how God works and maybe some of the challenges we face that, as well that can really be encouraging to others. You know, because one thing I think that we can all agree on in our stories and, and, and in your stories as well is life is full of highs and lows, good days and bad days. You know, and here's the thing. So often we have within our mind the way that we hope life will work out. You know, we have in our mind the, the path we think our children will take. You know, in college we think this is how my career life is going to work out. Whatever it may be. And the one thing I know for certain that I've learned through my experiences is life rarely follows the path that we envision. You know, it rarely does. In fact, it probably never does, you know, follow the path that we had in our mind because life is constantly a journey of detours and bumps and bruises all along the way. And we have a tendency, I think, that we so often have our mindset so much on a certain path then when things don't go down that path, we just get overwhelmed, we just get beat up, we just get knocked down, we feel we get defeated, we're just worn down with life, and then we don't know what to do. But so often, even in the detours, there's opportunities. You know, in the Old Testament, there's this mom, we get a very quick, small glimpse of this mom, but her... Um, her story and her, what she brought to the table made a generational impact. Her name was Jochebed. I love the name. It's just a fun name to say, you know. Jochebed was her name. And she lived in a time that was a very difficult time. The Hebrew people were under intense persecution. Pharaoh and Egypt were overwhelming them. And I'm certain she had in her mind how she wanted her family line to work out. But at this time, Pharaoh kind of put out this decree, all Hebrew boys that are born, throw them in the, the Nile River to die. Hebrews 1, it talks about that. And then this happens in Hebrews 2, 2. And she, that's Jochebed, became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. 
You know, I love that verse because this mom saw her baby boy and said, he's a fine child. Someone should have to say that like with a southern <laughs> accent. He's a fine child, right? She saw something special in him. She saw something good in him. And then she knew, I don't want him just to die in the Nile. There's something special about this boy. And so she developed a plan. She trusted God. She developed a plan. And the Bible says that she hid him for three months until she couldn't hide him anymore. And then when she couldn't hide him anymore, she placed him in a basket, put him in the Nile, in a place that I believe that she knew he would be found. In fact, this is where Pharaoh's daughter came down to get her weekly bath. And she noticed the baby in, the, in there, and she wanted that baby. And then Miriam, the baby's older sister, came out and kind of introduced herself to Pharaoh's daughter and kind of carried out the plan. Because in this moment, this mom did not focus on the problem. She focused on the opportunity in the detour. And through it all, she trusted God. And the Bible says in Exodus 2, verses 7 through 9, then the, his sister, that's Miriam, who went to Pharaoh's daughter, asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, Pharaoh's daughter answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. You know, this is truly an amazing moment because Jochebed knew, I want something special for this child. She trusted God, she developed a plan, and she carried it out based upon her priorities for this child and what she believed in. And she had the opportunity. Miriam went and, and encouraged Pharaoh's daughter, okay, you want to raise this baby boy. You see something special in him too, but you can't really nurse him. You can't really take care of him the way he needs right now. How about we get a Hebrew mother? Perfect, Pharaoh's daughter says. And then Miriam runs to her mom. Hey, mom, come work. Come, come raise him. And Pharaoh's daughter said yes. And they even paid her for it. It's a double bonus. And there they, Jochebed raised this young boy. Raised this boy, not just physically, but raised him emotionally, raised him to know and to love God and to follow God and built the foundation in his life for what he was about to do because this young boy was Moses. Moses who led the people, Hebrew people, freedom from the Egyptian captivity through the wandering desert and finally to the promised land. The Bible says in Exodus 2.10, when the child grew older, she that's um, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, that's Jochebed, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. At that moment, this mom released her baby boy. She followed her plan. She, she raised him to know and to love God, and she released him and allowed God to do the rest. You know, I think there's some important lessons for us, for moms, but also for all of us, whatever the journey in life may be. Really quickly, I think from this story, we learn, number one, that we need to trust God. We don't know, like I said, what detours life's going to give to us, what bumps along the way is going to hit us. We can't um, pick and choose what challenges in life we will face. We don't have that, I wish I could choose. Hey, I picked that one because I, I can handle that one. God always promises us no matter what we are faced, there's always a way out because he's by our side. That's what Jesus said in the New Testament. We're promised that. So trust God. You don't get to pick your challenges or your battles but you get to pick who will walk you through it. And we need to trust God in that. And from there, identify our priorities. 
You know, Jochebed, she knew her priorities. My priority is I want to give this boy an opportunity to grow up to know and to love God and to follow God. And that's what I desire him to do. And that was her priority. You know, and that's what she focused on. And she found the opportunity in the detour. What are your priorities? Have you ever thought about them? Because when detours or hardships come, when battles wage, it's our priorities that we lean on. You know, and I hope that through your journey, your priorities can be in the reality of who God is and who God is for you and in your life. Because he loves you. When we trust him and lead, follow his leading, he can do amazing things. And from there, you know what Jochebed did? She developed a plan. You know, you better believe it. She thought that through. I'm going to hide him. I'm going to release him. I'm going to raise him. And I'm going to release him to God and let God do the work. And it was all based upon her priorities and all based upon the fact that she trusted God. So what about you? In your journey in life, we're not guaranteed what battles we face. I mean, sorry, we don't get to pick what battles we face. We don't get to pick what challenges we have or what detours we're going to be faced with. But we're off, we're given the opportunity of what we choose to do once those happen. And I think we should follow Jochebed's plan. Trust God. Trust God in all that he does for us, what he provides. Identify what our priorities are in our relationship with God. And develop a plan. How he's going to lead us through. How we're going to walk through. And how we're going to see God work in our life. And I believe that if you do those simple things just like Jochebed, you will see God do amazing things in your life and through your life that has the ability, just like Jochebed gave to Moses, who then changed generations to come, that simple path of trusting God, identifying your priorities, and developing a plan for your journey, you have the opportunity to change and make an impact for generations to come because God will bless it and God will walk you through it. So what will you do when the detours come? You know, thank you for sharing your story. Every one of us has a story. And see what God is doing within your story and how he's not just blessing you, but how he wants to use you for great things. Let's just pray together. Father God, we thank you so much because you are good. And Lord, in this moment, may we just trust you more. Lord, we don't always know what tomorrow will bring. We don't always know what hardships we will face or what battles we will, will be a part of. But Lord God, you always give us a way out and help us to see you in that picture. Lord, I pray that you bless all the moms here today. Bless all the families. Lord, those who today that may be a hard day for various reasons. Lord, I pray for your peace and comfort in their life. Lord, may we experience you today. And no matter what comes our way, may we trust you. May we find our priorities through you. And may we find the plan to walk with you through this journey of life. It's in your name we pray. Amen.